Ted Jones messed with the wrong melon farmers. Ted Jones, I also call him the eighth wonder of the real estate world. Ted Jones, who knows, you know, it could be... Ted Jones? The Ted Jones World Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast. I am your host, Ted Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like you all to give a massively warm welcome to our new and permanent member here of the ted jones world team uh aka my guy over here to the 45 degree angle pete moran so pete we're dropping episodes monday and thursdays and by the way do you freestyle rap by any chance never publicly okay no but dude so every saturday um i'm you're more than welcome to join obviously because you're on the pod now uh we're gonna be doing freestyle raps so just dropping a freestyle rap every Saturday, whatever the topic may be, uh, send an email, tedjonesworld at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to rap about. Yeah. And Pete, maybe we'll get you in um, on this freestyle rap so battle. So you, you freestyle, though? I do. Okay. Pretty well. I'm not even kidding. Pretty yeah. well. Like, so maybe on some of the things that I've posted, it seems like a joke because I'm laughing. Like, if you give me a real topic, I'll go in on it. I'll go I'm, hard. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear you freestyle. I'm not, All right, good. I'm not doing the thing that people okay. do and like, right now, give me some bias right now. I'm yeah. not doing that to you, okay. but I am excited. I'm very uh, all right. Well, you know what? You let me know if you honestly want me to give you bars because I'll give you bars. I'm not shy. I want you to, I like genuinely right now really maybe later in the episode yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. next episode we'll figure it out yeah two things i want to immediately address with you Please. um was wearing the mask today as people do during this COVID time been there do, does this protect your face an astronomical amount more than no, no mask or what in terms of wind chill how good does your face feel with this mask on I, I actually like to blow, get that hot air rebounding back in my face. So not only is it protection, <laughs> wait, it's like a space heater. Wait, wait, what do you mean? You just breathe? Like blowing yeah, hot air? Yeah, just like I'll say I'm chilling. It's a mask down sure. situation. We're around familiar faces. Okay. I'll just pop it up and just kind of like get some heavy breath going and heat my, heat my nose up a little bit. That's my move. Interesting. So like what I've been finding also, which is like annoying when I go to the gym and I really put that effort towards a rep, as I'm yeah. sure you're aware of. Oh, yeah. Um. I, I get like a bad tasting breath in my mouth kind of after after the fact. Maybe that's because yeah. I'm still wearing Invisalign and like yeah. I got to clean my Invisalign better. But like I could taste my bad breath like when I just give it a, like a large. Yeah. Then I mean, maybe it's like the snot coming up. I don't know. It, hey, it's a push towards dental hygiene. We have to we have to be accountable to ourselves now. You know, I actually started flossing more so recently because there's this there's this cool place called dntl i guess it's okay. you know for dental <laughs> sounds and sick dude and the <laughs> way that they put the floss in a tube yeah it's like it makes me want to floss i'm not even kidding i'll show you after the episode yeah it's like it's in a little tube and it has one of those um like little sharp things on the top of it oh, yeah, yeah. so you pull out the string and you just simply put it over the uh yeah. the sharp thing it's it made me it's, I, i've been flossing the most i have in my entire life the past two months which is like every third day <laughs> like which is once the last yeah. time do, do you floss i'm not a big flosser but okay. when i do uh i i like those like little pick things oh, you know bro, like playing the harp on that, your teeth honestly that might be better than this dntl floss but yeah. like it's tough to like get it going with the with those floss things that you're talking yeah. about just because it comes in a bag of like 400 
And you got to be like really disciplined if you're going to use every single one of those, you know? Yeah. I look, if it, it's got no uh, vowels in the name and it looks cool, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's perfect for this Instagram culture we live in right yes. now. You can get those exactly. ads. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's pretty close by in Chelsea. So, um, you know, it works out. So, Pete, I'm loving these jeans you're wearing, by the way, oh, right now. Pete, thank you double so ripped jeans. This is like something I would wear, dude. Uh, this, these Very jeans chic. are like my, this is. Uh, a new me this has been like all right i'm gonna invest a little bit and try to be cool this is the man i want to be oh you invested in these jeans yeah a little bit okay uh it w- but i love the rip knee i love i love anything that makes me look athletic but classy at the same time <laughs> i mean that is so when did you start wearing ripped jeans because i i for the most part remember a specific time when i started wearing ripped jeans it was about two and a half weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> you invested in a nice pair and now you've got it so dude when i started i think when i started going out to clubs the clubs yeah. when i was like 19 years old i was like all right i gotta get a fresh pair of ripped jeans yeah i mean i love i i tried them on i was a little skeptical tried them on couldn't couldn't get away from it yeah uh plus you know i was there with uh, a friend that i wanted to impress so i was uh-huh. like all right i gotta get so the you gotta on. get some holes in my in the yeah. jeans my grandpa had asked me um if i paid full price for the jeans because there were holes in it <laughs> yeah. i thought that was a funny little uh grandpa joke so i guess recently in the news even though we might be a little late considering you guys are listening to this right now and not when we recorded it but dude logan paul versus floyd mayweather yeah. are uh, you into boxing at all i'm not but i am into the idea of logan paul getting his ass kicked dude <laughs> it's intri- how big is that kid that kid's like six four two twenty or something that's a, that's a thing you when you fight you have to be within whatever like five pounds maybe ten pounds yeah weight. so I mean, we're talking one of the greatest boxers ever, okay. defensively. Well, right. And undefeated, sure. Out of his prime, but not like drastically. It's not like Tyson fighting a kid that used to wrestle who has two fights under his belt ever. It's absurd. I mean, it makes sense. They're going to get a ton of money, but that's right. just what boxing is right now. It's whatever will bring, whatever will get the pay-per-view up. But it's just like, if we're going to stoop this low, boxing is no longer a sport. It's just like, why not just put it on the Paul blog? No, I, right. It just seems like a huge uh, just event for money. You know, I don't really think that it makes sense to be matching up those two. But mm-hmm. you think Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather is going to knock him out? Oh, I, I think it's up to him. I think he may just toy with him for the views. Right. For, but, like, there's no chance Paul would ever land a punch. No chance. And Floyd could definitely. There's just no way. You think he can land a punch? No shot. Like, like maybe really? graze him or something. But there's no way he will remotely hurt him in any way. We're talking the best defensive boxer ever. Against a guy who doesn't box, he has one professional. But he's fight. so big. Like I feel like Logan Paul is going to be swinging down. You he's know what g- I mean? Yeah, but he's going to have to drop so much weight. He's going to be a scrawny. He's well, going to be scrawny. He, well, is he going to have to drop all that weight? Like, I, I mean, it would be completely unprecedented if he didn't. So, right. I mean, if they let him fight at like two twenty, no, but I mean, I, I mean, but I can't, I can't imagine that he's going to be able to even get down to a one eighty. Can he really? I, th- I think he's got chicken legs. I think I don't think he's as big as he looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I he think, looks yeah. big, he looks big in those boxing but the shorts. The fight is soon. The fight's in like three February twentieth. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's so little time. He must be a lot lighter than we think. So maybe he will look much bigger than than Mayweather. But we're talking, we're talking like the best of the best against a kid who just like yeah I'll fight. Like I don't care how much, and it's not much training. <laughs> that's the other thing. He has three months. He's trained what a year or two in his life ever. Uh-huh. I mean, there's there's absolutely no chance. The fact that he lost to some random YouTuber, and I was going to fight Mayweather, no shot. Well, what did you uh, did you think that Nate Robinson was going to beat Jake Paul in that mm-hmm. boxing battle? No, no, because this is just an old NBA guy against okay. a guy like Jake Paul. I will say, 
you know, you get two years of the best training ever, you can fight any amateur. They could probably, and Logan could probably dominate an amateur. Like if you get elite coaching, whatever, I bet you could dominate someone who has six months of elite coaching versus two or versus two years. But Mayweather has 30 years. The thing that's that's intriguing to me is the uh, the size difference. Like besides mm-hmm. that, like if if Logan Paul was like six feet tall, like I would mm-hmm. not even be thinking twice about this. But sure. the fact that Logan Paul is probably seven or eight inches taller than Floyd mm-hmm. and 60, 50, 60 pounds heavier. That's the only thing that's intriguing. To well, me. yeah, but but at the end of the day, like it's always weight classes. So you never. Right. So you could always have the tall scrawny versus the short and, and muscular, but. But they got to be within ten pounds, and that takes away any advantage you'd have. Yeah, we'll see. In my um, it could be interesting to watch. I don't know what platform it's on. Do you have any idea? They'll uh, probably promote some new streaming device. Right. And get the last, paid the, out the last one was on Triller, which I yeah. don't even know like what it really even is. It's like a TikTok and Vine kind of mixture. Yeah, right? it's something new. It, that's the thing. Like like when Kanye and Jay Z said, "Hey, we're going to put our music on title." It's like, well, if you have the one like one thing that everyone needs to see, and you put that on your platform. You get people there, but then they never, ever, ever come back. So you put right. a fight up on some random thing, and it's like, cool, for one event. And well, then- there was a, they had this streaming service that they were coming out with. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, it was called, like, Quibi. Do you remember seeing yeah, ads yeah. and shit Quibi for that? Quibi wrapped already. So, dude, literally, I, I don't even know how long it was uh, in business for. Like, yeah. people just invested hundreds of millions of dollars in it, and then within a few months, like, it, the worst timing of, of all. It was, be, go ahead. It, it was born and died during quarantine. COVID, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was awful. Was awful. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, people are just doing whatever they can to promote themselves, and I hope this isn't just a publicity fight, and it's like an actual good battle. Because like Logan Paul obviously uses everything to his advantage for publicity and such. Yeah. Like him going on his podcast, being super upset about his girlfriend, being like, "Oh yeah, you know, we had issues and stuff." Like you, do you ever have issues with a girlfriend yeah. that you'd be venting out <laughs> on on air? I mean, I would do anything for public. I would like to have my <laughs> next time I have a breakup, I would like it to be on air. <laughs> <laughs> it will just she, she will be breaking up, with but it would be sincere. Air. It would. Right, I'd be right, like, right. we have issues. Let's just record. Right. Dude, that, like the exact like when I had the first date yeah. on the podcast, I was like, all right, well, hopefully this goes well. <laughs> I <Which> didn't. <laughs> was was there any chance it would have gone well if you guys had just like met at a bar, or was oh, it my my date your, on your podcast date on. You know, I want to be honest because I don't want to be a dick. Yeah. I think that this girl was more of a friend type, uh-huh. I would think. And if we met at a bar, I don't think it would have gone as well. Or like sure. we went on a date just because like there were more. I, I felt like I was more interested because I was on uh, the podcast yeah. and like there were questions that I wanted to ask and stuff. And she also had a podcast. So like it was mm-hmm. a good conversation starter. But I think in general, if you want to have a first date, you probably don't want to have it recorded for <laughs> everyone to see. I feel like if I'm on a date or I'm on a podcast, I'm just trying to be the best, most interesting You're just person. You're trying myself. to be the coolest person of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's like you get the same me. If this were a date, no difference. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, t- have you ever had a uh, a bad breakup or a story or something like that? I definitely have. I definitely have my fair share. I, first I'll of all, you one. transition game on yeah. point. Yeah, you like that. Uh, I had I dated a girl in high school for like two years, and I put it off. The I put it off for like a year. The breakup. Was this when you were in regular school or homeschool? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was my senior year, so regular school, oh, okay. and then like freshman year of college. Oh. So freshman year, it's long distance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can like not 
date her, but we're still together. Not go through with the breakup, but not have to date her because it's long distance. Sure. Effectively. Not like cheating on her, just like we're not talking okay, about Okay, before you continue the story, did you guys think you were going to like stay together for all four oh, years I, of college? I thought we were going to like... Oh, dude, <laughs> that's the worst. I had one of those two. Embarrassing. Like, babe, it'll work. I'll come <laughs> yeah, visit you once me. every three weeks in California. <laughs> she was like, and this is <laughs> this is on me for, for, I guess, leading her on at this point. I blame myself for being 18. But she was like, I might like speed up college maybe whatever she yeah it was we were just idiots uh-huh. we're, that's yes. what happens when you're 17 yes. and you're i wonder like, what the per- i wonder what the percentages of like four years away at school with each other like and they actually like stay and get married i can't imagine it's above 10 percent. it uh is that. my parents <laughs> really yeah they did four years away from each other at college long maybe distance it was like three and a half maybe they wow a little bit. That's yeah. impressive. Sorry, but continue yeah. your story. Go ahead. Uh, and one high story. school investment. Uh, but okay, so so we come finally come back after freshman year, and like the breakup needs to happen. Like we're clearly incompatible, need mm-hmm. to end it. And we kind of like we have a conversation over text. Is like this isn't working. I'm coming over to like we know why I'm coming over to yeah. have the breakup discussion. Okay. And we're sitting on her stoop, and like she's already crying when I pull up in my wait. Where was this? Is this is sorry? This is in Buffalo. This is in Buffalo. She's just like outside her parents' house, you know, sitting on the stoop crying like in anticipation. <laughs> And, uh, and like, like hysterically, like really, really, really badly. <laughs> like, like I feel horrible and like, I didn't want to be with her, but like still, you know, we've yeah, been together, totally. no hard feelings. So I'm feeling horrible. Were you both crying? Oh, I'm sobbing, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm falling. I can't I look at her. I feel like I'm there, dude. I'm about to start tearing up. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. But all I can think is like, get me. <laughs> Stay strong. Stay strong. Yes. And I'm out that door in five minutes. Yes. It was like an hour. It was, <laughs> and, uh. So finally we get to the point where like it's over. She like but this, but that I say no to everything, like feeling horrible. No, 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 no. We're done really seriously. We're done. And uh she's finally like it's time for her to leave. Her mom comes by to like kind of like coax her away, like, come on, this is bad. Oh. And she's like, Peter Wait, 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 on the stoop? On the stoop. She's, you know, sc- escorting her. She's escorting her. And she's like Kiss me, Peter. You still love me. Kiss me. You still love me. <laughs> As her mom literally now has her bear hug oh. and like her feet are off the ground. She's oh. being dragged away horizontally. As she clutches onto my shoulder, screaming, Kiss me, Peter. You still love me. Kiss oh. me. And I'm like prying her death oh, grip off my, my shoulder. Gosh. Like representative of the relationship right. ending me, just like. And I like flicked off the last hand. Her mom like mouths, I'm sorry. Oh. Get in the punch bug and drive away. And that's a wrap. Oh, my. How old is she? <laughs> We, we were 18, but 19. So what's your relationship with this girl now? Uh, <laughs> none to speak of. She's married. It's all good. So oh, it worked out. Nice. Does she have kids like the rest of your friends? <laughs> no, no kids for her. But one time um, there was there was like one time I posted a picture with a girl I was dating in college. And I said like one time, blah, blah, blah. This girl says, uh, I don't want you to go away to college. You're going to find someone like prettier and smarter and oh funnier my. than me. And I go, thank God she was right. And it's a picture of me. This is like, we've been breaking up for like three years. It yeah. wasn't that mean. Yeah. And she went off. She got her friends to go off on me. They trashed she me out. It. it was, it was, was pretty she, bad. Was she a Scorpio? Cause I'm a <laughs> what's, Scorpio. What's I would do that too. Oh, June. I, I don't know. Oh, June's a Gemini. Oh, that June, makes sense June too. 15. That's still like, my birthday. At least. Right. The dude, is that, Oh, that's one day after Donald Trump's birthday. Close. Ah. Very close. Yeah. So did <laughs> <laughs> they're both they're both so, out of my life now. So did you did you have to like keep it relatively clean? Like I'll give you my story after I ask you this, but mm-hmm. did you have to like keep it relatively clean in terms of like not lying to her about why you guys were breaking up? Like what what did she ask of you? 
to the point where you were like, all right, this is not working, and she wanted to get back together. She wanted me to say, like, I don't like you anymore. She was basically coaxing me to say it because there wasn't a real reason. Like, you, yeah, the distance, which is valid, but, like, I didn't want to be with her anymore. I didn't want to spend the summer with her. It felt horrible because, like, she waited eight or nine months for me to come back and have the summer together. But weren't you guys both kind of already, like, you, done with it? You'd think. She was never happy. I was never happy. I mean... I get it. You're 18. You're immature. And it's also an ego thing. Like you yeah. don't want, like you don't want somebody to be like, get out of here. I was begging her to do that <laughs> for eight months. I was like, I, tr- I, <laughs> I wanted her to cheat on me. I was just like, just give me an out. It's not, I should have just ended it. I was totally. just way too soft. I can't end things. That's the only relationship uh-huh. I've ever personally ended. Uh, like real relationship. Uh, but yeah, it was just, she wanted me to like put a knife in her back. She wanted me to say like, I find being with you a chore. And I did. Interesting. Well, I hear, I mean, sometimes it gets down to that, like to the point where, um, I I can't remember how old I was. I think it was like 21 or 22 years old. And I was so fucking obsessed with this girl. And like, I, I was a senior in college and she was a junior in college, but she was going, she went abroad. Mm -hmm. So like, meanwhile, I'm a senior in college, like waiting on her every tech. She's five hours ahead of me. I'm about to be sitting down for dinner at 7 p.m. And she's at the club with like rich guys in London who are buying tables and buying bottles. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Uh, but yeah, 2014 was was the worst year of my entire life because oh. of this girl, dude. Like I, there were so many times when we would just have like a huge fight and then we'd be like, all right, whatever, fuck it, blah, 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 blah. And then she would come like like wa- waltzing back like oh you know i so still care about you this and that and would pick and choose her times when she was like oh like we're boyfriend and girlfriend and then i'd be like oh i guess we are boyfriend and girlfriend yeah. and then other times she'd be like we're not together uh, like, oh so you guys weren't together together year. so yeah. she could do whatever she wanted i guess but like the, the mind trickery for that was like it was the craziest shit of all time like the pathological lying Uh-oh. that occurred on so many fucking occasions and you know that you know the the phrase, or I guess the saying that they that they say is that like you'll be taught the same lesson over and over and over again until you freaking get it. Yep. I still I don't want to say that I haven't gotten it, but like there's definitely still a remnant of me where I will sometimes chase a girl where like oh, I yeah. shouldn't be chasing a girl, like no matter what. Oh, and yeah. uh, I can't remember another person was saying I'm quoting another person was saying that like. You should always date someone that like wants to date you. You know, like <laughs> if a chick is showing you interest, like yeah. show that chick interest. Like, yeah. there's so many fish in the sea, pal. You know, it's a tough thing because if you have to be coaxed to like that person, it's probably not the one for you. You're not going to commit on that level the way you would commit to the elusive one. But if someone's elusive, they're not going to. It does have to be mutual. Like, if it's easy, it's. I don't want to say if it's easy, it's not good. But if if someone is like that level of committed to you, and that's what's attractive, yeah. But I think them, the thing is, you you're right, though. If it is easy, like, you don't want it. You want to see, you really want someone to kind of have their own life. Yeah, to have their I own I think that's, life. like, the bottom line for the most part. Yeah, I'll still, I mean, I will actively, actively, like, hold out hope for women that have given me every single sign. Like, it, me it's Me too, bro. I feel like guys in general do that. Like, you yeah. see this post I put up on IG the other day? This is, like, um, I had texted this girl who I matched with on some dating app uh-huh. and she responded to me like 18 hours later saying that she had forgotten to reply by accident because uh-huh. she was pre- preoccupied. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was like, that. the amount of times that I would have responded to this mm-hmm. and be like, Oh, so what are we going to meet up for a drink? It's yeah. like, it's outrageous. So like, 
I'm fucking done with that. <laughs> and like, you can't, I, you just gotta, you gotta have some respect for yourself, pal. I, I feel you, but I think you're bringing, I think you're bringing baggage around right now because I'll give you my any- sister said that <laughs> dude. She was like, give her a chance. Yeah. I was like, no, for pre first date, they owe you nothing pre like, right? Like there are so but many at the people. Same time, dude, like how many times pre first date? Has have other girls not owed me anything mm-hmm. or have I not owed girls anything or whatever? I just feel like that's I don't fair. know. Chicks and uh, girls in general. I don't want to generalize, but I guess mm-hmm. I will. Um, th- I, I feel like they somehow think that th- the game should only be played on their end. Like the guy should always be chasing them and it shouldn't be like that. It yeah. shouldn't. I don't I don't think it should. And I don't I don't know. If there's if there's no level of equality, there's no level of like um, commitment on their end as well. Then yeah. forget about it. But like, I at least need to make that first impression on you, and then if you're gonna act that way, okay, fine. You're not into me. Let's never talk again. Okay, good. So now that we just spilled the beans on on um, on our love lives, and you're talking about impressions, Pete, what was the what was your first impression of me of Ted Jones over here? I, I would love I would love to hear this. I, I hear a, a bunch of different things. I'm terrified to answer this question uh-huh. because I don't remember our meeting. You well, I I remember I remember seeing you mm-hmm. on stage. I remember, bro. I think like after I saw you on stage and after like I shared a few laughs at your jokes, I probably just like followed you on Instagram or something yeah. or DM'd you. Yeah, it was probably because because I remember the first. I remember you DMing me and being like, "Oh, familiar face." Yeah, you know, I'd I'd watch your stuff and we were talking about doing that show. I don't the but the in person I can't I can't place and I thought I thought we were just uh, IG follows at that point or like you know like a face on the circuit right you know right 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 um, but do you remember anything about that uh, mic or show that we saw? I tonight? yeah I I remember um, you hopping up there you were in one of your plaid shirts likely <laughs> and um i think your dry humor spoke to me man i'm yeah. a huge huge mitch hedberg fan like uh, one of yeah. my favorite comedians and like you reminded me of him a little bit Amazing. except you're alive and well <laughs> mitch hedberg great comedian by the way if you guys have not um heard of him look him up yeah died tragically due to a drug overdose but he just had like one-liners that were amazing like that like pete has like kind of very mm-hmm. similar one-liners like for example mitch hedberg is like i want to be a race car driver Passenger. <laughs> Whoa, you are going really fast. Boy, you must really like Ty. <laughs> you know, just like funny one-liners like that. But I think it, I think it was my um, initial, uh, I don't know, dude, f- me fanboying over you because I thought you were funny. I think that's that was my first impression. Which, which it flatters me so much and makes yes. me all the more uncomfortable with the fact that I don't. <laughs> the Dude, like, it's so funny. I'm like the ugly chick and you're like the hot chick. I'm like, oh my God, she's so pretty. Ah, no, too funny. Yeah. Too funny, man. Okay, so now that we've, um, you know, circled around uh, a few topics. So I, I was waking up early this morning and I was thinking I had a later meeting so I didn't necessarily need to be uh, at my day job job until a little bit later. But I do have a routine that mm-hmm. I stick to for the most part. Do you kind of have a routine like you, you up at a certain hour? It just kind of depends uh, on your day. If I'm on point, yeah, I have a routine. Yeah. If it's how things have gotten recently, it's like uh, 831 alarm, 841, 851. Log on at mm-hmm. 9, <laughs> sleep till 10. Respond to a couple texts, re- check check the Twitter, get the coffee going. 11 o'clock is when I become a human being. 
Okay. It's not it's not a good return <laughs> routine, and it's not what I would like want to be on. Yeah, but that's like the life of a comedian, though. You go to bed late, mm-hmm. wake up late. Yeah, it's a it's not in an ideal world. I'm up, got the coffee. First thing I'm doing is I'm just free writing. I'm dumping all the thoughts out while I still have that like weird leftover groggy brain. Yeah. I love that version of me. Right. What about you? Uh, I mean, for the most part, I've been waking up super early, and I can't tell if that's just like. Because I have to be like at you know the day job sitch early, mm-hmm. but I've been up like around five thirty ish like every day for the past <sighs> month and a half or so. Maybe not on like a Saturday or Sunday, but like I'll wake up pretty early. Mm-hmm. And then I think it all started probably like a few months after I had my jaw surgery, and I literally couldn't move, and I was like bedridden and couldn't yeah. eat and do anything. And then once I was able to start like eating. And I wanted to move a little bit more. I just like was just excited to get out of bed, yeah. man. <laughs> you know, like as cor- as corny as it sounds, but I'm probably up at five thirty or earlier. Then I'll run. Then I'll go to the gym, and then I'll come back. I'll usually buy a coffee. I should be uh, making coffee here. My mom gets upset with me because she's yeah. like, "You could be investing that two twenty five. It's you know true. What I mean, as as mom, <laughs> the two twenty five. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, that's like the cheapest coffee you'll find <laughs> yeah. in New York City. Two twenty five, like times three. Actually, McDonald's coffee is two dollars and eighteen cents. Ice coffee, the large, the double arches. They do it right. The golden arches. I'm the, disgusted. Well, the du- <laughs> the, the double, double arches too. <laughs> yeah, so the two double the, arches. The gold M. So, <laughs> um, you hit the gym. Go to the office, j- try and do some of the, this Ted Jones world work. Yeah, yeah. And um, try and prepare for the next week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As we do have episodes every Monday, Thursday, and then hopefully yeah. you'll you'll join Freestyle yeah. Saturday. That would be really freaking fun, man. I, I can just imagine you freestyling. I think it would be great. I've got things to say, but I have this. <laughs> I have zero rhythm. Like, like okay, right, me right, to right. try to rap over a beat is yeah. impossible. Okay. And I lose myself in the like, oh, this is so bad. I need to turn it into a bit. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever have a rap chat? Do you remember that app? Wait. Vaguely. What's rap chat? You would just, you would play beats and you would send like 20 second recordings. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. When was that from? Probably 2015. Holy shit. I do remember rap chat. Yeah. But like, what the hell was that about even? I don't know. But like my baseball team won like spring trip. That was the thing. And that w- I guess that was the period of time I did rap. But I, even that, I probably Wait, what like, wrote mean? a couple bars. Oh, 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 I thought you said you won your spring trip. You mean uh, O-N-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. Or um, one. One, one trip. Yes. Um, and we, that, w- that was like the thing is like we would like send 20 second, 30 second raps to each other. This was in <laughs> high school? This was in, in college. This Where'd was like you, 2015, I want to say. Where did you guys go for uh, your spring break? It would be Florida, Arizona, Florida, Arizona. We used to, for the tennis team, we went to Puerto Rico one time and Orlando one time. It Orlando's was all right. Popular. But like, this, is, this is before we got cut, as we yeah, talked, as right, we talked right, about right. the last time you were on here, dude. <laughs> it's just all that like, Puerto Rico money. Yeah, <laughs> literally, because the tennis team just like takes money away from the school, yeah. as you can imagine, because like, <laughs> people will only come watch the tennis match if there's free pizza or we're paying them. Hey, I mean, we're a baseball team. We had like six fans in four years. You know, it's, <laughs> a, it's, an, interesting, uh, it's an interesting thought, just because like, baseball players – get paid so much so money, much. so much more than a tennis player. But I guess I understand that. Yeah. Because, like, baseball, you guys are playing literally half the year. Yeah, 162 games. Like, it's it's not like individual game sales are crazy in the MLB. It's just the sheer mass of them. I wonder where the main source of money probably comes from. Probably TV, right? 
Probably ticket sales with baseball. Oh, But really? that's probably the only sport. I, and I'm guessing. But because it's not watched as heavily because there are so many games and because the overall ticket sales are so insane, uh-huh. that, that is definitely a guess. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Well, but it's just wild. Like, I was looking at the earnings for, like, a guy like Novak Djokovic, who's number mm-hmm. one in the world. Mm-hmm. He made $6.2 million in earnings, mm-hmm. which, like, seems like a lot on the surface. But these guys playing baseball are making how much money a year? Plus, like, 30-plus, no? The top deal, yeah. The top deal is, like, was it like in, Clayton the, in the low Kershaw? It was. I think it's Mike Trout right now. Right, right, right. He was around half a bill. Yeah, oh, oh, super right. long, like sixteen years, seventeen years. So right, right around thirty. It's right. an, it's stupid, it's stupid. Uh, but I bet Djokovic makes stupid money on yeah, endorsements. Yeah, yeah. Like a Uniqlo, he plays uh, with a head tennis racket. True, yeah. true. But just in ge- just the sport in general, like uh, yeah. tennis is so low. Like just from the events, they're so low paying. Yeah, it's definitely less followed. And um, oh, right, that's true. But also, like during these Grand Slams and stuff, where the you know the big payouts are some of these matches that uh, a Djokovic is playing like he's on court for five hours it's to crazy. get from the third round to the fourth round and the difference between you know the third round and the fourth round is like whatever it is two hundred thousand dollars so something. so is that in in tennis it's like prize money w- well, what do you mean as opposed to like salaries it's like yes, prize money yes, yes exactly and you have your um you know your sponsors uh, assuming right. that you have like a full deal full deal but like if you have a shitty year and like you don't end up playing like all the grand slams, like you don't get paid for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's like that tennis. Well, any like in any individual sport, it's kind of just it depends on what tournaments you're playing. Like I golf, love you can pay though. a lot more. Yeah, it's like you're, you're more reliant on yourself. Yeah, go out and eat. Plus, you probably have people backing you just to keep you afloat, and then get a chunk of that prize money in tennis. Or tennis, golf, any anything like that. Well, like there, uh, I have heard like of a, a lot of situations. Like Maria Sharapova, for example, mm-hmm. she came over to the United States and went to Nick Bollettieri Tennis Academy in mm-hmm. Florida. Came over with her dad when she was I don't even know, super young. Yeah, and he put her up. You know, he put her in tournaments and all this stuff. And then I don't know what the deal was that they worked out, but I'm sure he gets like a piece. Yeah, of whatever he put forward, you know, thirty years ago. There was an issue with that in the Dominican. People were like poaching kids, oh, bringing them over, there taking a, docu- a chunk. There was a documentary on that. Mm-hmm. So explain it though a little bit. Basically, scouts would go to the Dominican and like bring kids over, train them, and then take a chunk of their money. But it was like unfair arrangements, having people over a barrel, and also like just a million kids that just didn't make it and get tossed to the side. Right. All youth sports are like inherently like bordering on abusive. <laughs> it's just the like NCAA is the worst. Yeah. Oh. Terrible. You know, I'm not complaining about them not paying tennis players, but right. like, <laughs> if the basketball team is bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars and the football team is bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars and these kids can't eat, you know, <laughs> these kids are literally not allowed to eat if, yeah. they, if they don't have the food in front of them given to them by the school. It's insane. Nuts. They can do endorsements now in some cases, yeah? I think that was a recent change. Yes. So That's there was – have you heard of uh, – do you ever pay attention to UConn basketball? Yeah, I mean, okay. So, so, so Shabazz Napier, do you remember this name? Yeah, yeah. Shabazz Napier, uh, when I was a senior, he was like leading the Yukon Huskies to the national championship, and he was saying that like there's some nights that he literally went to bed hungry. That's crazy. Like he was hungry to eat, and he was a national champion. It it is absolutely insane that you can make that much money and get none of it. It's it's wildly get your education. I could go on forever, but I want to take a very hard left turn. Sure, let's let's hit it. Because uh, I treat podcast interviews like first days. I want to know uh, what's like the number one thing you change about yourself. 
I'd say, oh my god, dude, that's insanely deep. I didn't even know if he was gonna ask such a deep question. Um, I, I kept I'd it in say, the backpack. Uh, yeah, I'd say one thing I can change about myself. Uh, my, I feel like it would it would be bad to say that there's not something that's right on the surface, but it's there, good. there, yeah. But I, well, I mean, in terms of uh, telling people about it, but I'd say maybe, um, I'd say that going back to showing a lot. Being able to show more control in a relationship mm. environment, I'd say, if, oh. the, if that's something that's oh. valid, can I say that? I'm picking up. I'm picking up on a theme, and I kind of I respect your openness about. It. Are you? Do you yeah. lose it a little bit? You get like a little jealous, a little. It. Yeah, no, not so jealous, but like I, I'll like if I like, dude, if I go on a date with a girl and it goes well, and then mm. there's a second date, I have a really tough time being like, okay, what the hell happens from here? Just because yeah. how many second dates have I been on? I'd say probably like real second dates. I've probably been on 20, let's say, you know what I mean? To the point where after the second date, I'm like 20 times this has happened after the second date where I'm like, okay, now what? Like I'm into it. Is she into it? Okay. Maybe I'm not that into it. Maybe she's not that into it, but I have a tough time like finding where to go from that second date. And I'd say um, if I could change something about myself, I'd say that I would like to be, more casual mm. in how I think about long-term relationships with other people. Not so like bros and shit. Like, dude, like I've slid into your DMs and fine <laughs> about it. We're boys. Yeah. But I mean, um, interrelationships with females. Yeah. I don't know why I said interrelationships. Is it about like, oh, I like this girl. I need to lock this down like way too prematurely. And you go into like, I lose myself. It's just whatever I can do to please you. No, but I think I lose myself to the point where, like, I have anxiety, dude, sometimes about... This is a weird thing to have anxiety about. I sometimes have anxiety about not being the last person to text. Whether mm-hmm. it's, like, with, like, um, a family member, whether it's with one of my boys, yourself, or, like, with a girl. Like, I sometimes, like, have anxiety to the point where I feel that I would need to respond to something. Or oh. if, like, the conversation's going fast, like, I will let it go fast, too. Oh, I could not relate to anything more. Yeah. Oh. Really? Like, oh, with if I'm interested in someone, like yeah. my texting habits are your texting habits. I, not even that. No, I just am an immediate responder, no matter what. You yeah. could be, and not in the like, like I don't play games, period, in in that regard. But like, I have, there's an unread message or an unresponded message, and that's all I can think about is yeah. responding to it, and not just responding to it, like being funny and cool. Right, <laughs> dude. I don't know how girls, ha- I don't know where they learn this from to the point where they don't respond to messages for eight hours yeah. and they are busy. Yeah. I, th- that that's something is a true skill to be able to ignore someone for I'll, that long. I'll be at a party and like I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> and then be confident that the other person's gonna respond. Yeah. Say, oh, yeah, whatever. And it's not even, like when that happens, I don't even think it's playing games. I think it's them being right. well adjusted and me right. being like, I need to respond right now or you will never speak to me again. <laughs> Yeah. And they've never given me reason to think that that is the case, but it's just, well, this probably actually just goes back to the first girlfriend. But, and but that's n- okay. Me. But now looking back on it, do you understand kind of where I was coming from with that Instagram story where the chick was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I was ice skating and responding simply uh, slipped my mind. It's weird. But if you never like never hardly spoken to that yeah, extent, hardly. then like maybe. I could see it because they're because I will be a slow responder to plenty of people that aren't like the woman I love yeah. or think I'm going to. Sure. But that that would never happen with me if I were I, I will g- give you that. It is a red flag on your end. 
um, to to be to have someone be that slow to respond. You might may be saving yourself a lot of trouble. Okay, so you pulled that one out of your back pocket. I'm going to sling it back at you. What's one yeah. thing you would like to change about yourself? <sighs> you know, on the surface, I wouldn't say anything, man. It seemed like a great guy to me. <laughs> I uh, I wow. <laughs> I was, <laughs> thank you. Here. Oh my god! You got it, bro. You got it. Yeah, I was in a job third, interview. Just our third episode here. <laughs> third of a million, though. So don't you worry. I had a, I had a job interview, and the guy gave me like greatest the greatest weakness question. Oh. And this was like a really like ping pong interview, like really fast. He was late tiny time slot so we're oh. talking we're talking like this we're like going back and forth you you want to hear my life story like like we're going at 2x speed and uh, he gives me the like what's your greatest weakness and i was like i don't know he's like come on don't you have something and i was like he's like this interviewing 101 how do you not i was like yeah it's interviewing 101 you want me to just tell you like oh i work too hard i care too much like what he's like you gotta have yeah. something i'm like thinking on my feet and he just like did not crack a smile <laughs> at all so yes. oh that's what you said <laughs> yeah i was like Thinking on my feet, I guess. And he was just like, nah. Did get a second interview, though, but He's I probably declined. heard that one. You declined? I declined. Was this did, an, a New York City job? Yeah, this was years ago, though. This was a ways back. So when and why did you decide to move to New York City besides to pursue your comedy career? Well, it wasn't to pursue my comedy career. It was to it was to work at an investment bank. Like a guy, I was over L.A. I'd been there for a year. Lease was ending. I was like, well, "What am I doing next?" You lived, you lived in LA after. Oh yeah, we talked about yeah, this. You lived yeah. in LA though after your after you graduated. Yeah, you? yeah. So spent a year there, 2016, 17, and lease is ending. I'm like, "What's the next move?" Guy had uh, opportunity here in in New York, and I had already I had locked down the job like two weeks before the lease ended. Like I had gotten the offer, um, so I was just like, "All right, sweet," and I'm I'm happy. It's definitely a solid change, but that is not like I wasn't doing comedy at that point. And what was your what were your hours like initially? Because I remember you were saying that uh, mm-hmm. it was it was really brutal initially. I uh, I had one. I, I was probably working like ninety to hundred hours a week, but I had one oh. night where ninety I, to a like, hundred. I don't even know how it was every that single breaks day. down into dude. It was every single day, like fourteen hours a day. It was show up at seven, leave at seven or eight most days, and then like I had I had one night where I worked. From like 6 a.m. to like 10 p.m. And then I went with like <laughs> platonically slept in the bed of a coworker for 90 minutes and came back and worked just through the night just because that was like a rite of passage. It was like a 40 hour, you know, like a like a 36, 40 hour shift with that 90 minute break of like who was making you do this? My my boss was making me do it. And your boss was who at the time? Like your manager? immediate manager that was working like 70 80 hours so what that what the hell is this guy doing and how much is he making and how old is he uh she uh, excuse me excuse me 50 ish probably and making not enough but she loved it she loved That's the idea good. of like this investment bank we grind because right. she wasn't that she person was like, she wasn't frat. you know yeah she was she in and, and the dude who hooked me up with the job had done what i was doing the year before and he had like an all night it was like a rite of passage whatever but yeah it was basically just work from like seven to nine go like get drinks because oh there's God. nothing else and then so sleep for like five hours was and it come possible in. to be healthy like oh what? no 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 like I, what do the what do those people do for health i do you know what i mean <laughs> like you're sitting on your ass all day you're eating and sitting and then you go home you drink and then go, or excuse me you go out drink and then go to sleep oh everyone was getting like actively way less healthy there's one there's one girl i worked with who 
she was doing the, on the same project, working the same hours, basically, and she was crazy. She would sleep like three or four hours and go to the gym for like two hours and then show up. So that was her method. Like she had next level energy and in, in dedication. Like, I feel like you kind of need to be a specific type of person, one who really doesn't need to sleep that much. Because, dude, I couldn't, I, I really could not, like, I don't know if I could function on six hours, five, six hours of sleep consistently. She was like three, Barely four hours of like blackout sleep and then two hour workout. And she was like the same age as you. Yeah. Like same position. Yeah. Just like fresh team. out of fresh out of college. And uh, but but she was like on point. <laughs> it was crazy that she would show up like on point. I'm a carcass at that point. And I didn't just have the two hour workout. I had two hours extra sleep. And then we would work until like nine, ten and then go out and get drinks again. So did you like this job? I liked the idea of just like we're going nuts, we're working so hard. I liked it for a little bit, and it gave me like a reason to exist because there was totally. no other like thing to think about or to focus on right. every single day. I actually had a little bit of like, what am I doing with my life? Anxiety when the hours slow down because like, oh, I, this weekend, and I used to just like reward myself in the few free moments, and now it's like, I have too much time. What do I do? Well, and that's kind of what yeah. led to comedy. What kind of stuff would you do though in those like few hours that you had? Uh, that was, that was like the times we were going out, honestly. And I'm not even like, I'm not a party animal, but that moment, it was like, I guess that's what we're doing. Cause I don't know. You couldn't have like a normal hobby from 11 to two every night. So when did it go from 90 to a hundred hours a week to, I guess the more normal, what is the more normal amount? More normal was fine. It, it was, it was a hard switch to like eight to six. So probably like 55 hour weeks for a while. And now that's it works still like close a to lot. It's a lot unless you've just been working, <laughs> unless you've right, just been working 90 totally. to 100. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I work pretty reasonable hours now and have been uh, for the last year and a half, too. So what can people look forward to in a career in investment banking when you're working 90 to 100 hours a week for how long? How long did you do that? Uh, it was like six months. that it was. So, like I mean, by the end, like, what's the ultimate goal of a person? Because I, I definitely mm-hmm. know a lot of kids who are, I guess, young adults at this point who... Uh, you know, worked at Morgan Stanley, went to a Charles Schwab or, or whatever it is. And they've put in a number of hours, like you said, like, yeah. you know, 80, 90, 100 hours, whatever. What is the ultimate? I've never really asked them. What is the ultimate goal for that specific person? Um, let's say they started the job at 23. What's their ultimate goal by the time they turn like 35? Like, do they make vice president partner or some shit? Mm-hmm. And then they work half the hours and then they're making, I don't know, half a million or something. What's the what's the goal there? Yeah, pretty much make a ton of money, like get into private equity uh, or hedge fund. And that's where you see people like 35 making upwards of half a million. I'd say that's like the that's not my interest, but that's probably the peak of investment banking is private equity hedge fund. Just just big, big bucks early. But still a ton of hours. Do you need to have this base before you can even start a hedge fund or work at a private equity? The base meaning where you work in all those hours? I'd say if you did IB for a few years, then you get like a pretty glamorous MBA. Then you come back in some sort of like leadership role and then you grind it out for a few more. What's IB? Investment banking. Like like (laughs) not just an investment bank because I don't actually do investment banking. Like work at an investment bank on the trading floor, investment banking, that level. Grind that out for a while. Run office type stuff. Then yeah, like a Duke MBA, Harvard MBA, Wharton. Is, sort of it, is there like a culture in it? I mean, I, there's got to totally. be. You guys are always together. Like, in, would you say a negative cult, a culture? 
Uh, I had fun. It depends on the the people you're around. There's definitely that like frat like like push each other to like an insane level. Like it's not like I was being abused or whatever. Right, the, like the wearing hours those Patagonia vests. <laughs> I was wearing a vest. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a vest, but it's because like I didn't have time to like clean my shirts, and right. I just has a vest. <laughs> it's like no time for showering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think it was like first year in New York. I'm just like doing the thing you do, like look like a douchebag and drink a ton and right. just, like act like you make a ton. Of, it's not like I make stupid amounts of money but like that's the way you act well but also i feel like for the time that you are free like you could spend very like frivolously <laughs> and it, like won't matter for it to feel like it's worth it yeah, yeah. you're like <laughs> yeah. i'll have six drinks and that's the only thing you buy that day. <laughs> pretty pretty much yeah i what? did eat chipotle for like 35 straight days that's the other thing really yeah. what's your go-to order Ooh, it's a good little combo it's, it's uh it's weak it's uh barbacoa cheese rice i i keep it pretty what thin. is barbacoa great question pork it, I think so. Okay. I've never had it anywhere in any other circumstance. <laughs> yeah, dude, Chipotle. that's what I mean. <laughs> it's like the housemate. Um, I have the sofritas. Okay. Because, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, vegano now. And then, dude, the the um, the Chipotle over here in Chelsea has Just Salad next door. And Just Salad came out with a new little plant chicken. So maybe ah. we'll see if I try. I'll try that. I haven't been to Just Salad in forever. That's got to be right up your alley. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, my favorite restaurant in the city right now, I'll shout them out. They're not even sponsoring us yet. Uh, yeah. Yet. But uh, Veggie Grill, I'd say right now. Have you heard uh, of this restaurant? Did I tell you about it only, yet? Only via you. Yeah, your dude. Intro. So everything is vegan on the menu. It's like an, an Americanized comfort style food, uh, just like vegan. Everything is, quote, quote, fake mm -hmm. meat. Nachos there are exquisite. The Beyond Burger, <laughs> French fries, <laughs> buffalo wings, dude, yeah. everything. Like, that's a place you can go and really, really dig in and then not feel so guilty about it. And then, honestly, like, I have I have eaten till I'm stuffed there, but the difference between eating a plant-based meal, in my opinion, correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong, and, like, and a non-plant-based meal with, like, the animal protein, like, the two different feelings of stuffness are, like, it's just so... It's like so so different from each other. Just because like yeah. I feel so much better when I eat plant plant based stuff, man. I don't know. You, we might turn you into a vegan here. I I might have to. It would take it would take a lot. I don't know if it would. Maybe a heart attack or something. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe jaw surgery, and you can yeah. only eat oatmeal and bananas. What would you miss the most if you went vegan or went pescatarian, mm. so you can still have fish? Ooh. Uh. It would probably be something. So it would be just like, like a classic cheese. burger. Yeah. Oh, oh classic a specific burger? thing. Just yeah, cheese for sure. But okay. But have you had a Beyond Burger with cheese? I've not. Really? I've not. I've never had like Bro, really any like vegan vegan food. Dude, well, I gotta get you on. I gotta get right. you on it seriously because you won't. You won't not like it. I'll give it a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the idea of trying a. Um, and I guess a replica version of your favorite food. That's yeah. that's what I would compare it to. Yeah, because what you're describing with the veggie grill, I'm like, that sounds, the real version sounds delicious. If I were able to get like 70% of that experience even, or even just enjoy it and still feel that savory feeling yes. without the like, uh, yes. I just threw back. So they're on Uber Eats and Seamless. Also, I suggest that you try it one, one of these nights. Or yeah. if not, then we'll just get it delivered straight to the studio. Yeah. And also the manager there, I'm like pretty tight with because I'm okay. pretty sure I'm one of their best customers. So I want to get them on the pod. Too. Yeah, dude, you got to hook it up. Yeah. That, that's how you get the sponsor. <laughs> yeah, literally, dude. Oh, what I wouldn't do. Yeah. Okay. I haven't answered your uh, thing I'd change about myself yet. Yeah. Arrogance. I've been. I, my mom told me I was arrogant recently. Why? In my if my mom says it, it has yeah, to be true. I never thought true. it, 
I, I knew that I came off that way sometimes. Maybe I, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> you're like, now that there's a... No, I can see it. Like, maybe your on-stage presence is an yeah. arrogance kind of presence. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Now you're in person. Go ahead. Well, well, here's the thing. I it's, it's not as, like, obvious, like, well, here's this thing. I think I'm better than everyone about me. But my mom was like... Not it, not yelling at me. Not just like, here's the thing about you that I thought was obvious. You're, you know, you think pretty highly of yourself. Is it your tone? <laughs> not tone, just like the way I think. I think I'm a very direct person, and uh, I see, I see things like in a black and white way. But I know that's what like a really arrogant person would say. I don't know. I think maybe just a shift in, <laughs> maybe just a shift in perspective that isn't so self-absorbed. <laughs> Give me an example. Um, I'll. Maybe I like write people off to an extent, or I like already um, have an opinion about them, or you have an opinion, or I've like assumed their motives and everything about it because I have thought that like I understand the circumstances better than they do, and then I've made a lot of judgments accordingly, and now like I'm acting based on a lot of assumptions or judgments I've made that aren't based on listening; they're based on me just being like, "Trust me, I know better." I would say that's that's where it could get in the way. Like I'm a big fan of confidence and. Like, whatever. Some people are better than other people. Wait, wait, how do you mean? You're a fan of uh, confidence in another person? Like somebody I, else? Oh, I'm confidence? very, very attracted to confidence. I like it in other people. I, I want to exhibit it myself. But I think it, what's weird is when anyone, like, we're all insecure people. So whenever someone totally. calls me arrogant, I'm like, I'm so aware of all the things I dislike and want to change about myself, you know? Like my arrogance, <laughs> apparently. Uh, but so it's hard, it's hard to, like, be honest and be like, yeah, I guess I am a little arrogant when you are this insecure and this aware of all your flaws, you, you know? know it, but I think it's also kind of hard to tell like why this question, like when you ask me that question, I feel like, I, I don't know, this also can sound like something arrogant that I would say, but I, I feel like there's not an overwhelming thing that people have consistently told me over the past mm. X amount of years. Like you're this, you're this, you're this. And, and nothing's clicked in my head. Like, Oh, I need to change this particular part yeah. about myself. Maybe, like, I'm a little too crazy sometimes if I'm comfortable with the person. But, like, usually if somebody, like, is getting annoyed with me, if I'm doing, like, something funny mm-hmm. that I think is funny, like, I'll know when to stop. Sure. You know I mean, like, I won't take it too far. But, like, there are people that I have met in my life where, oh, where other people are saying the same thing about them. Yeah. And then that person, like, just deflects it off of them and then somehow doesn't see it as their fault. Like, I don't know if that's being... Um, not self-aware or a person just being arrogant in general. W- what did you mean there? I didn't. I didn't quite follow that. Last so time. I mean that, like, um, like for for example, if somebody constantly is saying, "Yeah, that person is crazy. Mm-hmm. That person is crazy." Oh, yeah. You know, like chances are that person who's saying another person is crazy is not easy to deal with. Like, yeah. there's not something that I consistently say about other people okay, that yeah, yeah. would be maybe reflective on myself. Oh, that's, a, you know what I'm saying? That's a good way of squeaking. thinking about things. Yeah. Squeaking a lot. Um, cause I do, oh, wow. I'm having a moment here. Yeah. I do oftentimes like, and this is almost only with men, but I'll, I'll see some guy acting some way and I'll just like roll my eyes so hard. And I'm like, I know what he's <laughs> doing. It's so fake. It's like what he thinks. I just, I think, Whenever a dude tries to like make any sort of alpha moves or anything to make himself look cool in a social situation, <laughs> yeah. I'm you automatically like, I hate that guy so much. I don't, I, pro- I probably have, I'm have more female friends than guy friends. And I'm always in their ear about <laughs> the other guys, not in the like 
watch out for this guy. Just like I hate that guy. I think I just hate men is what I'm <laughs> Dude, I find. men are terrible, bro. <laughs> like imagine if women ruled the world. It'd be a lot chiller and like might make more sense. I think yes, but then eventually they would just become men because they had power and they would just start. Interesting. I think, Interesting yeah, I think if you give anyone enough power, um, they will ultimately well, do I that. Think, I think us men have definitely used up our our power for yeah. for the past few centuries so yeah i think give it like 50 more years yes like yeah <laughs> they, like, i feel like we need to uh pass it to the females just for a little bit new yeah. zealand has a great female leader mm-hmm. and their covid rates were super down you know back in march and april yeah that would probably have been an excellent time to have one of the two presidential candidates that was uh, oh, a woman be in charge in yeah. our country instead of the other yeah Wait, what, what during during COVID, them, what, what was I'm it? saying if it were Hillary instead of Trump, oh, yes, probably. Yes. yes. The, it, that's a great example, though, in terms of where like arrogance and confidence apply is in leadership situations. Yes. Like you there is a level of like, you know, like people respond to you because they fear you versus people respond to you because they love you or respect you or whatever. Right. Fear is like effective for sure. At least if you're managing me, fear is effective. It makes you probably a bad person and like a abusive leader and whatnot, but like fear is more effective and something that's really uh, difficult to kind of um, just to kind of like uh, deal with is the fact that like sometimes the best results come from the worst practices. Uh, maybe this is just an argument of like, is capitalism bad? <laughs> uh, but it, and I've just uh, disclosed myself as uh, someone who works in investment uh, banks. <laughs> um, but probably, yeah, I think I think human. I think we'd be best with socialism, but we're probably doomed to capitalism as a human society. So, Pete, I guess uh, right before we end uh, this episode here, Apple Apple headphones. Did you did you see these puppies or what? Five fifty. Yeah. <laughs> $550 for these new headphones. And I saw like a, the brief uh, preview commercial and they're making it look pretty good. Uh-huh. But I'd say if you were smart with your money, you'd buy the stock instead of buying those $550 right. headphones. Yeah. That is an astronomical amount of money to be spending on headphones. It's, it's ridiculous. They always get a bump after a new product. I don't know if the timing's right at this point. Look, I'm not here to give uh, investment banking Dude, you know what? It was funny on the first episode of the of the podcast, Ted Jones World, I was like giving expert for er, <laughs> amateur financial advice. And like, I don't even want to look back and see a year later how those stocks are doing. I definitely, uh, I said Beyond Meat was going to be good. I think it was like flat. MedMen, you know MedMen? No. Like the legal weed in California. They That's like probably have, a good investment. Yeah, right. But it was like 18 cents a share. So like you mm-hmm. couldn't really make so much money on it. And then they have a MedMen like across the street from the Empire State Building. So like as soon as weed is legal in New York, I I can't wait. And also, dude, I told you my drug dealer, my weed dealer is going to be oh, coming yeah, on yeah. the pod. <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. He's going to come on anonymously. We're going to ask him all sorts of questions, but uh, should be a good time. Pete, you Excited. have anything else to say before we wrap up the episode today, man? No, I'm glad we uh, shared our souls today. Yeah, this is really a heart-touching episode. Uh, third so. time we've been together and um, millions of upon millions more, right? Yeah, till the day we die. All right, perfect. Pete Moran, Ted Jones, Ted Jones World. Uh, let us know what you guys are thinking. Rate, comment, subscribe. Hey, goodbye.